Can you check my sound balance because I'm sitting sideways? Is it? Yeah, say something. Hey, we. Yeah. How are we doing? Not great, to be honest. Um, what uh, what did we do in the last couple of hours? Well, uh, we spent like two hours hanging out at this great cafe called Cornersaw Cafe in Dulwich. Um, we were recording a podcast there. Um, asked the owners; they were super happy with us being there. And then we came back to PK's house to check the levels. And uh, to tell you the very least, it was it was bad. <laughs> God. Uh, sorry if I sound a little bit blocked up today. I was sanding and I didn't wear a mask and I have severe A2P, so did not. Do you know what we recommend? To, to not doing things like. You no, know, you just get so into it and you just forget to wear a mask. We's actually building a table. Oh, um, he's a man of many talents. A coffee table um, made out of a pallet. Pallet coffee table, if you will. Anywho. <laughs> We might get started because, you know, there's a lot of stuff that we recorded before now down the drain, but hopefully for you guys, it'll be twice as good because it'll be the second time. But we're we're running through everything. (laughs) Exactly right. See you soon. Let's cue the intro. So how do we want to start? Welcome, Is this for welcome. a little jingle? Let's, let's do some recording. Yeah, this is pretty interesting, isn't it? With the aim assess. Yeah, this is pretty interesting. Test one, two. Aim assess three. Let's get going. So big agenda. Well, medium-sized agenda today. We're going to start off with catch up the aim assess as we always do and then head into Ed Corner. But Satch, do you want to talk through what we're going to cover on catch up with the aim assess today? So we've just... We've just had a big weekend with MedCamp, which was an incredible, incredible weekend. Thanks to Izzy, Abe, Brody, and Maddie. Maddie. <laughs> um, they did such an incredible job. So this week, we'll start off with our Ed, ed programs. programs. Yeah, so I'm going to put my Ed Programs Oop. hat on and give a quick plug to Med Transit specifically. Then we're going to cross over to Year App nominations. And then after that, to talk about our first think tank. Mm. Um, following that, we will do a quick summary and shout out to Preskeg um, before it happens this Friday, which is going to be super exciting. Very, very exciting. Sold out. Yeah. So I'm so keen. And to cap it all off, what treat do we have for our listeners today, Satch? We have <laughs> an incredible segment of Queen and I putting our commentator hats on. Incredible is, you know, it's a bit of a stretch. We have a strong knowledge of rugby. Um, Strong is also a stretch. <laughs> um, we talk about the rugby. Yeah. So you'll hear Rome with the AMSS, where Satch and I are going to give a commentary on the rugby. Just a little bit of a, bit of a comment- uh, comedic section um, in case you're missing any shows at the Fringe. You get us <laughs> for a couple minutes today. <laughs> okay, let's get started. I'm going to fly through Ed Programs. So for those of you who don't know, Ed Programs runs a bunch of free and that's key because a lot of firsties don't know it's free free initiatives for you guys to get taught um through the mss so one of them is med transit short for uh, medicine transition Satch, can you run me through what med transit actually is so it's basically run by second years and they talk to the first years in small groups and talk about ways to transition from year 12 to uni, year 12 to med, which both are big transitions mm. and come with a lot of questions. So it's a really great place for first years to ask any questions um, and get some advice on the best ways to approach the different ways to study med and um, approach the social events, get to know other people. 
So it's an incredible initiative organized by Mr. Hui Fam and Mr. Nathan Dignam. I just do the Google Forms. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the Google Forms, second years, if you're keen to give back to the community and sign up as a Med Transit volunteer, please do so through your Facebook group. And with first years, Keep an eye out. Um, once the forms are up, please sign up and we'll get you in a group with some really keen second years to teach you how to medicine. So, we can you tell us what the difference is between MedTransit and Peer-to-Peer? Yeah, so Peer-to-Peer is coming later um, in the next couple of weeks once MedTrans is up and running. Main difference is Peer-to-Peer is run by fourth, fifth and sixth years and this is more targeted as strict tutoring, essentially. Yeah. Tutoring, incredible tutoring. But. Yeah, <laughs> Peer-to-Peer tutoring, uh, whereas MedTrans is more about getting the tools um, to transition to medicine. Yeah, That's exactly that. right. Cool. Let's so, talk about year rep. Yeah, so the year rep nominations for first years, the year and ed rep nominations, I should say, are coming out on Monday, the 7th of March. So that'll be tomorrow. And it's a really great way to be involved with the committee. There were so many of you guys who came out to the committee meeting that we yeah, had last Monday. It's amazing. I think it's the biggest first year turnout I've ever seen at a first committee meeting. Yeah, it was incredible. And so what look out for that and you can message me if you have any questions about that as well. And then we've got our year two to three year and ed rep nominations are open at the moment. They'll be closing on Tuesday night. So make sure to keep those nominations coming in. And then we move on to our think tank. Cool. First one. So, wait, what the heck is a think tank? Honestly, it's a very open-ended question. <laughs> There's two possible answers, I think, in this scenario. And it's so, for our listeners. This is our first multiple choice question yeah. for the day. So, is it A, a highly advanced AI weapon of mass destruction with near-human sentience? Or is it B, a fun way to conceptualize a bunch of med students discussing their thoughts on AMPS policies? You decide, you get it right, you win $100. <laughs> oh, God. Sponsored by the AMSS. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, kidding, of course. <laughs> kidding. What, what can no, we... you know what you get. You get, you get the glory. glory of the... The glory. The glory. That's the exactly glory. right. It's all, that's what it's all about. Insert glory noise. So, in terms of what to expect at this think tank, mm. there will be six policies that are up for discussion. One of them will be about access to safe termination of pregnancy, which is even more relevant. Super relevant. It was super relevant, even more relevant with tomorrow being International Women's Day, which mm. is amazing. And keep an eye out for our Instagram, which will have some stories about. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. excited. For those of you who haven't been to a think tank before, it's essentially a group of us who come debate, discuss and suggest how we can improve policies um, that represent Australian med students, but especially Adelaide med students. And so what we do is we suggest these things and then PK, Raf and Ellie go to council and bring our suggestions forward so they can best represent the Adelaide med community. Yeah, exactly right. And the council's in a couple of weeks from the 26th of March to the 28th of March with registration being $15. It's an absolute steal. And that is a steal. It's not often $15 for a whole council. <laughs> no. Then we've got press keg on the Friday. <laughs> Little known fact about press keg such is that press keg is actually short for president's keggery. And it has a lot of history behind it. So do you know when the first press keg was run, Satch? Yeah, it was actually in 1888. Whoa. 
Yeah. That's a bit surprising because if I recall correctly, um, in episode zero, the pilot of Catch Up with the AMSS starring... Plug, 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 go listen. <laughs> starring our president, PK, um, Big Dog, Woof Woof. Didn't he say the AMSS was founded in 1889? So this was yep. before the AMSS. Yeah, yeah. So this was actually what resulted in the conception of the Adelaide Medical Student Society. Wow. The what president a, and his keggery just what inspired. Yeah, what a history. And many years on, <laughs> I can't do the maths. Many years on, we're going full circle and we're selling out again. But uh, Hui, tell us about our first prize keg five years ago, which is crazy. It is crazy, but it was so lit. Um, I believe it was at Published Art House. I remember Simo Cousins. Uh, also, congrats, Simo, on your new kid. Yes. Uh, Simo Cousins so on the BBQ outside. We had so much REM going on. It was on. run by uh, Alex Bates. Alex Bates. Who was the memberships officer, which is now called engagement officer because it encapsulates mm. more things. But was such a fun time. The D4 was lit. lit. Popping off. <laughs> it was popping. Uh, in 2017, uh, Simo did some big shout outs and champagne toasts to people in the committee and the exec. So that was sort of his his feature. Yeah, 2019, um, Gransbury bought a keg of James Squire, which he just left there for everyone to enjoy. But it wasn't public knowledge. So once you discovered this keg, of, we were like, "Oh, this isn't a ton. Like, this is not a ton. This is not a not, not a ton of tons. In fact, a ton of James Squire." 2020, Jade. R.I.P. Jade. R.I.P. Jade. Um, COVID, I guess, was her goon sack layback of sorts. <laughs> God. But now, lucky for us, we get a crossover to Jed. So Rome with the AMSS, we're going to go live to MedCamp and chat to Jed, one of the Prezkeg conveners, about what's in store for us. Yeah. Tell us about Prezkeg. It's sold out. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, perhaps one of the only Prezkegs we've ever sold out with 400 tickets gone. We may be getting another 100, depending on council approval. So uh, look out for that. So it's this upcoming Friday, the free entry and free, free drinks. So be there. And what else can we be looking forward to? Uh, so it's in the Adelaide jail, so there's uh, a few few murder mysteries, a few ghosts, um, there's some art installations, and uh, it should be one of the biggest events this year. And we're back. Thank and you, Jed. And we're back. Woo. <laughs> this is a good chance to shout out to yeah. the Prescag conveners, Jed Campbell, Jack Doney, Piers Martin, doing an incredible, incredible job with Prescag so far. And now for, <laughs> since it's Mad March and the fringe season is on, let's go to a comedy section. <laughs> Roman the AMSS. Oh, we're Satch and I. We're going to go to MedCamp yesterday and you're going to hear us commentate with rugby. And with also do some interviews with interviews. Uh, all the captains. Just for fun. Yeah. Alrighty. Hui and I are here live at, <laughs> live at MedCamp 2021 at the on Beach Day. With the AMSS. <laughs> is What's back. What's about to happen? Why is the air so electric right now? We've got our famous inter or old year versus first year rugby game and uh, I think things might be getting underway. So ball is in the hands of Captain Jed Jed Campbell. Campbell. And the ball's up in the air and we've got the first years. A knock on, a knock on to the other side. This is the essence of what Medcamp rugby is like. It's very different to normal rugby. (laughs) Uh, It's essentially, it starts off with a tackle and then everyone just piles on top of it. It's just been an absolute day for it down here. You know what I'm finding really hard? Trying to commentate this knowing absolutely nothing about rugby. And sometimes I think, why don't we do AMSS sacks on instead of AMSS rugby? The players himself on the older year team, Nathan Dignam with us. How, how's it been out there? 
Oh, it's been a hell of a game so far. I think the first season are putting up a good fight, but I think their youth experience and inadequate muscle mass is showing through. Yeah. And gameplay is underway, and the Aldiers oh. have pushed forward a good 10 metres again. a bit of a mosh situation going on. I think it's going to happen. A third try out here. A try for a try. No, it's actually really great to see everybody giving it a go, getting involved. Yeah, little known fact, our vice-vice captain of the rugby team, Patrick Kennewell actually has the grab marks tattooed onto his skin in light pink ink. And we've got some first years here with us. Tom. We're here with Tom and Gab. How'd you, how'd you guys, how'd you guys <laughs> find you know, the loss? It's a fair five, I'm being completely honest. Um, like the, it was, yeah, it was an even battle. Um, I've just seen the better team won on the day. I mean, look, some questionable questionable decisions yeah. by the referee there, but got to live with it. You're a first year. I think you lost control of it a little bit, um, but nah, it's all right. We've got the uh, big man himself, Jed Campbell, Captain Jed Campbell here Captain with us. Jed. Tell us about the game. Who's this? Podcast. Oh, well, the first is just had an absolute thrashing. I think it was about 27-0. Um, they did their best, but ultimately just failed. It was a very, very fairly rough game. Do you, think it was, do you think it was a challenge at all, Jed, today on the field? Uh, no, I wouldn't call it a challenge. No. Challenge for them. But, uh, yeah. Welcome back from Rome with the MSS, Satch. That was hectic. <laughs> what a time to be alive where your podcast hosts can also be professional rugby commentators. But in the meantime, we've got Ed Corner. So what can everyone look forward to today, Satch? So on the agenda for Ed Corner today, we're going to start with some clinically relevant neuroanatomy mm. covering the main territories of the brain. <laughs> The brain <laughs> and the arteries that supply those areas, and therefore why you why you'll see a certain clinical presentation. Yeah, throughout that, we'll give you some quick key facts that we think are incredibly relevant and useful for second year cases and beyond. And then we'll be doing some case testing, which is for all years, quick firing some clinical presentations and quizzing you on the likely territory that's involved and yeah. how that will present. So we got four of those. The last one being a bit of an extension case, um, especially for clean years. Yeah. All right. So before we kind of jump into it, let's get the jingle going, get our disclaimer up and running, and we'll see you on the other side. Uh, uh, teaching on this cast. Things you didn't learn in the past. Pass them up to a real doctor. doctor. We forgot to invite a real doctor. It's probably because neither one of us asked. We should probably actually get someone to fact check all this. It's a good rhyme though. <laughs> Disclaimer time. We're students just like you. The AIM Assess does not take responsibility for the educational advice provided in this podcast. Please do your own reading and learning for the topics that we discuss. Thank you and enjoy Ed Corner. All right, let's get started. So all the way throughout this, we're actually going to give you a whole bunch of great resources or guidelines that we're getting our information from and you guys can also look for as well. Um, and always Keep an eye out for the show notes where we'll be looking um, at putting extra information as we go along. And links that, and so links. That, that you can follow through. So let's begin by talking about some brain anatomy that comes in super handy clinically. So why is this important? We need to know the anatomy because it helps us localize a stroke. But what, what's a stroke? <laughs> <laughs> so there's two types of strokes, ischemic or mm -hmm. hemorrhagic. Okay. So you have either with ischemic where a vessel is being blocked off and then you don't have enough blood supply getting to the brain tissue. And then you've got hemorrhagic where you've had a ruptured blood vessel and you've got a bleed in the brain. Mm. And finding out the difference between the two of them is very, very important with management, which is why we pop them into the 
Donut of Truth. The donuts. Um, as soon as we can. Also known as the CT scanner <laughs> to visualize which of the two that we're dealing with. Right. So you CT to look at the difference between ischemic and hemorrhagic, um, but they're both strokes. Yes. All right. And today we're specifically going to be talking from the perspective of ischemic strokes, which um, makes up 85% of stroke cases. Yeah. How can we split up the brain? Mm. Uh, you can sp- well, you can split it up in different ways, like anatomically into the four lobes of the brain, but we're sort of going to talk about the functional areas of the brain. And to do that, we'll start off with old mate Willis's circle, the uh, circle of Willis, if you will. <laughs> anyway, there are three main arteries that supply the brain. Okay, so we'll go through these a lot throughout this podcast. But one, we have the ACA or the mm-hmm. anterior cerebral artery. We have the MCA, middle cerebral artery. And with the PCA, which stands for the posterior cerebral artery. So very, very simple three arteries that we are going to focus on. Yeah. And you can split up what that supplies into the anterior circulation and the posterior circulation. The anterior circulation is made up of the ACA and the MCA coming from the internal carotid arteries in your neck. And the PCA being the posterior circulation coming from the vertebral arteries down your back. All right. Off of these three main vessels, you get a bunch of medium and smaller vessels like anywhere in your body, but we're going to focus on these three main ones today. So we're talking a lot about localization. Why is this important, Sash? Well, it means that if we see a clinical presentation, we can try to match that to a part of the brain. And from the territory that's been affected, we can think about what artery might have been affected. And then in conjunction with imaging, we know how best to treat the patient or where to retrieve a clot, for example. Okay. So to summarize, we have three main arteries. If we understand what those arteries supply and we understand what those supplies do, we figure out what's wrong, we can work backwards and treat that. Yep. Cool. Exactly right. Nice. This is now a good point to mention the motor and sensory homunculus or her homunculi. Homunculuses. (laughs) For those of you who have never seen homunculus before, it looks like a very strange caricature of a naked human beings that yeah. sounds really weird that you sounds know? super weird it's like a it's like an archway like a rainbow of body parts that's no better <laughs> yeah. right. look if you haven't seen it before just google it so homunculus h-o-m-u-n-c-u-l-u-s and, and uh, just have a look and follow along with us we fun fact did spelling bees when he was in school i did not <laughs> Um, but essentially Amy is a stereotypical nerd hey? <laughs> um, but uh, there's actually two different ones So you, there's the motor and the sensory okay. And they're slightly different there So, so what, how is this relevant to us though? Why is this naked person relevant? They can be used to map it against the brain And then you can see which areas of the cortex Align with which parts of the body And this aligns with the blood supply So for example If you look up an image of this homunculus you might see that there is a foot sitting on the inside between the two hemispheres of the brain. What this tells us is that the artery that supplies this area of this brain also controls the foot. Yep, exactly right. And basically to simplify things, looking at the three big vessels that we talked about, the ACA generally does your legs and your feet and the MCA, your face and arms, and PCA, your vision. Mm. So the other thing to also think about is that if the left part of the brain has a stroke, it usually presents clinically on the opposite side, so on the right. 
and vice versa. If your right brain's affected, then it'll show up on the left. The brain's on the other foot. Got it. <laughs> what? Well, most of what we're teaching you here today is from this brilliant textbook called Blumenfeld's. Uh, the, the title of the textbook, I believe, is Clinically Relevant Neuroanatomy. Neuroanatomy through clinical cases. Yeah. The name of this textbook is Neuroanatomy through clinical cases. And it's a brilliant book that really breaks down the anatomy, the physiology, and therefore the clinical presentations you're going to find. Yeah, exactly but- right. And chapter 10 is very, very relevant for the stuff that we're talking today. It has some excellent tables on all the different arteries, the areas affected, and the clinical deficits that you'll see. This is something we will briefly summarize now. Cool. So let's start with the ACA. So anterior cerebral artery as part of the anterior circulation. What does it do? The ACA affects the frontal lobe and the medial or inside surface of the two brain hemispheres. All right. So if we look at that compared to the homunculus, which you all have up on your phones right now, this means that you can see the ACA is clinically relevant to the legs and leg weakness and sensory loss in particular. Yeah, exactly right. And there's some other deficits that the frontal lobe can also have. You can have the return of primitive reflexes, such as the grasp reflex, which primitive reflexes normally disappear as a baby. They can return if you've got any problems with the frontal lobe. And other things that can happen is that you can have behavioral abnormalities as well and neglect. So, Hui, what's neglect? Neglect is such a strange thing to imagine, but... Imagine that you can you don't even fathom the existence of like an entire half of your body. It's not that you can't feel it. You just do not believe that it exists. And that's what neglect is. You are neglecting that half or part of your body um, because you have an infarct in that area. Yeah, and this is the type of thing that's really, really important to assess for clinically, even in the sense of driving. Super relevant for OSCE stations for fifth years as well. That's that's come up in the past. Yeah, as um, part of the driving assessment stations. Driving assessment. All right, so we've done ACA. We're then on to MCA. So MCA covers a large amount of the brain, and typically, like we said before, it affects your face and arms. So you might get face weakness, arm weakness, or sensory loss in these areas. Yeah, and you can also have speech changes. So with the superior division of MCA, you can get Broca's aphasia, and with the inferior division of the MCA, you have Wernicke's aphasia. Now, what the hell are Broca's and Wernicke's aphasia? So, um, to break it down, aphasia is to do with um, some disorder of speech. And it's not just the way you speak, but it's also the way you comprehend as well. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So, Broca's, also known as non-fluent aphasia, is an expressive aphasia. Um, What this means is you have trouble getting the words out. So, you have trouble expressing. A good mnemonic for this is you remember brokers is broken and therefore your speech is broken. Yeah. And then you've got your Wernicke's, also known as fluent aphasia. And this is a receptive aphasia. So you've got an inability to comprehend written or spoken language. And despite this, you have no deficit in actually producing the words themselves. So you end up having gibberish speech or nonsensical yeah. speech so you, you speak normally yeah but none of it makes sense yeah so you could be like listing a bunch of fruits in response to what's your name for example yeah whereas with a Broca's aphasia they'll have the trouble getting the words out but they can understand everything yeah which um watching can be very distressing you can see it's yeah. very distressing to watch and you can see that they're frustrated as well besides these two main things we talk about so Um, face and arm weakness and sensory loss and aphasia, you may also see problems with um, visual fields. Yeah. 
And in smaller vessel strokes, you can have some extra presentations, which we'll be going through at the end of the podcast. Case four. And then we're on to our third vessel, PCA, which primarily affects the occipital lobe, the lobe at the back of the brain. Mm -hmm. And this causes visual field defects. What else can we have with a PCA stroke? Sometimes it can affect your speech Mm -hmm. and sometimes it can affect your weakness and sensation. But for all intents and purposes, just remember PCA is to do with vision. Yeah. Right. Posterior, because it's your posterior occipital lobe, is vision. That was a huge list of didactic Woo. teaching. <laughs> Let's make it clinically relevant. We've Yay. got four cases coming up. So this is for everyone. What we're going to be doing is giving you a really quick case and we're going to quiz each other. But I want you guys to go along and try and figure out what's going on with these patients as yeah. we go along. And if you want and you're able to, like if you're not driving and listening, you can pause the podcast and uh, try to give it a go yourself before we get to the answers. So, presentation number one. We have 64-year-old man Scott Joplin brought in by his wife for saying meaningless syllables and irrelevant phrases over and over and over. He also has his right arm hanging down. Um, you examine him. Scott is clearly speaking English, but the content is nonsensical. On top of this, his right arm seems slightly weak. And last third, the last thing, the third thing, he's lost some vision in his right eye. So, Satch, in like layman's terms what do you think's going on to summarize so from what you've said he's got one a slightly weak right arm two some loss of his right eye vision and three nonsensical but fluent speech okay and if we now switch these to medical terms Mm -hmm. what would you call these three so the first one the weak right arm i'd call right hemiplegia slightly and two some loss of his right eye vision being Right inferior quadrantinopia. So this wasn't actually in the stem, but we're just telling you this patient has right inferior quadrantinopia. Yep. And three, nonsensical but fluent speech being Wernicke's aphasia. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. So keeping all of this in mind, Satch and everyone else, what territory is affected in this patient? So you've got your right side clinically presenting. So it's probably on the left side. And because his arms are affected... This is typical of an MCA stroke Mm -hmm. and uh, with speech being affected as well, this supports this. So I think it's safe to say that you're suggesting a left MCA infarct here. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, I should put in a ding, ding, ding into the podcast. (laughs) Insert ding, ding, ding. (laughs) All right. So quickly summarize key learning points here. When you see motor or visual findings, it's usually the contralateral or opposite side. And also when you see speech affected, it's usually the dominant hemisphere. In most people, that's the left side. Okay, patient number two. All right, I'll go through the case and then ask the questions. So 70-year-old Percy Granger has come in with a profound left leg and foot weakness. You notice neglect on that side with no sensation and some of his primitive reflexes have also come back. All right. What's going on here? Well, you've given me a lot of the information already. Um, I think so. One, we have profound hemiplegia of the left side, which means this patient cannot really move anything on his left side. Two we can see that um, he has hemineglect as well. So remember before we are talking about neglect being you don't even know that part of your body exists. And three, we get the primitive reflexes. So those baby reflexes are coming back. Great. So what territory is this? Right. So everything's on the left side. So it's probably a right side lesion. And this is supported by the hemineglect, which usually affects the non-dominant right side in most people. And like we said before, it's affecting the legs. So it's probably an anterior cerebral artery infarct of the right side. 
Amazing. Yay. Mm. Two more cases. <laughs> Hopefully <laughs> these aren't too difficult, um, but this is pretty much the extent of what you might see in an OSCE or an MCQ. Okay. Case number three. Short and shiny for this one. So Ella Fitzgerald comes in with this strange presentation not being able to see out of the left side of her left eye, nor the left half of her right eye. Right, so this sounds like a homonymous hemianopia. What's that? <laughs> so it's essentially where homonymous meaning same mm. and hemianopia meaning a visual field defect on half of the eye, hemi mm. being half. And this is not the same as having one blind eye. It's affecting both of your eyes and it's, it's, it's affecting the same half on both of the eyes. Yeah, if you had a pair of sunglasses on, but you taped up the left half of the left glass and the left half of the right glass, that's kind of what the patient is seeing. So what's going on here? You already said it. <laughs> left hemonymous hemianopia. Only. <laughs> and which side is affected? Well, the patient has left-sided symptoms, which means the right side of the brain has the lesion. And which territory is being affected? Well, as we mentioned before, it's just, so it's only the left hemonymous hem hemianopia. So it's purely vision and vision is associated with the occipital lobe, which is supplied by the posterior cerebral artery or the PCA. Therefore? Therefore, it means that this is probably a right PCA infarct. Cool. This is like super key for second years and beyond, mm -hmm. um, understanding the visual pathway. Yeah. So what's a good resource for visual pathways? Well... Amando Hasudigan has an excellent video. It's called Visual Pathway and Lesions. And it goes through how to logically work through the visual defect and then how to work back and see which part of the visual pathway has been affected. Fun fact, Amando went to UWA and actually did part of the um, intro video for Perth Convention 2018. Oh, really? Yeah. That's so cool. All right. Last case, extension case. Gonna... Beep, beep, beep. Beep, beep. So, onto the case. BB King comes in and he's worried about his ability to shred the blues. He explains that he can't move a single thing on the right side of his body, but he can still feel it. <laughs> I didn't even get to my 145 of the blues. Anyway, go. <laughs> you do a thorough history and exam and only find motor loss. No changes to sensation, mm -hmm. speech, or any other neurological deficits that you can see. Okay, gotcha. So, wait, what's going on here? Well, sounds like a pure motor loss to me. All right, so what side is well, affected? Well, you said he can't strum his guitar on the right side, so this probably means he has a left-sided infarct. Right, so which territory is affected? Because this one's a bit different. <laughs> yeah, so a bit of an extension. Tricky one. Um, pure motor hemiparesis loss is normally associated with something called a lacuna infarct. Right, so these are strokes to the deep arteries of the MCA. So we mentioned before the MCA has all these other branches. Some of them are deep branches. In particular, it's really important for you guys to know that the deep arteries of the MCA, known as the lenticular striate arteries, can be infarcted and cause a pure motor hemiparesis lacuna stroke. So lots of big words there. Maybe you can just quickly touch on the lacuna stroke syndromes. Mm. So quick extension for the older years, there are four other lacuna stroke syndromes, and these include, number one, pure sensory. So like pure motor, but they can only move and not feel things. Yes. <laughs> and then number two, sensory motor that can mimic a normal stroke. Yeah. So that one's a one to look out for. Confusing. Mm -hmm. We have three, ataxic hemiparesis, where you have weakness and ataxia, where you're stumbling a bit, affects your gait and your balance. Mm-hmm. 
And four, basal ganglia lacunae. So this is normally asymptomatic, but you can get what's called hemibilismus, which is an uncommon and involuntary movement of the arm. I like to remember hemibilismus as looking like you're throwing a ball over your head. That's sometimes I've had a neurologist explain that that's kind of the movement of hemibilismus. Yeah. Like that, like loose arm movement. Loose arm, tossing a ball, tossing a vortex. Over <laughs> <your head. laughs> that's a good one. Going back to the case, what do you think is going on? Um, I think it's a left-sided lacuna infarct of the deep NCA arteries, specifically likely to be lenticular striate arteries. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> it's not it. like I wrote this case before. <laughs> <laughs> not like we're looking off a script. <laughs> okay. Let's cap it off. It's been a lot of learning. Mm-hmm. We're going to put so many resources in the show notes if you want to reread over anything. But mm-hmm. to recap the ones we recommend, number one, Blumenfeld's goes through the anatomy really well, but also goes through clinical cases. Number two. For another thing that comes really in handy for this neuroblock is the cranial nerve exam, which we'll go through in clinical practice sessions. A good summary of the exams can be found on Geeky Medics, OSCE Stop, and Teach Me Anatomy. Mm. For clinical years, one of the things we didn't really touch on today, a TIA or a transient, transient ischemic attack, um, there are great guidelines on RACGP. So the RACGP assessment and management guidelines of TIAs, um, suss the show notes for the link. It's got the litters algorithm and all you will need to know for TIAs throughout med school. It has a very safe approach and it's really applicable. Yeah, yeah. And it's got some really, really good things for OSCEs in there. So especially when you get the rural stations, that's something that can really come up to see whether they need a CT scan or whether they don't need a CT scan. I think the last one, I'll just quickly chuck in here. AMBOSS has a really nice table summarising all of the arteries and therefore the lobes and therefore the clinical presentations if you want a second resource. All right. Hopefully, oh, we might not even have any listeners right now, but we're done. <laughs> it's been a long day of recording. A long day, but it was a fun hangout. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, as always, we hope you enjoyed the podcast. Please get back to us with any feedback if you have some. And we want to thank our major sponsors of the AMSS. Yeah, I'll do it this time. Yes. <laughs> Mia, Perks and AMA. Very nice. Thank you so much for your ongoing support. Bye-bye. Bye.